What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode, to this week's short version episode of the Vending Booth Podcast. Thank you so much for the support to this point. I very much appreciate it. We actually, since last episode, have achieved, uh, had at one point, I'm not sure if it's, had achieved at one point 100 subscribers. Right now it's down to 99, but we are very close to the live play-by-play for a game, um, once we get the achievement, then I'll start talking about possibilities of when I would do it. Uh, but for now, uh, still just a possibility. We'll see what happens in the end. Um, for this episode, I plan to cover the end of the MLB season, postseason predictions, uh, scheduling with pitching matchups, World Baseball Classic Panama Qualifiers wrap-up. Is that ended last night? Uh, now on the best of games, college football recap, weekly recap and NFL weekly recap. So let's get into it. So MLB weekly re- MLB uh just to wrap up the regular season simple enough. Braves won the NL East. All the wild card teams that were in it sealed their playoff spots. So nothing changed in the wild card and then for and then outside of the spots being sealed up, the Aaron Judge finally got to 62 home runs. Congratulations to him as they uh, as he was able to pass uh, Roger Maris in the record books for the most in American League history. Uh, we'll not have, but not overall in MLB history as as to whether you agree with it or not technically to Barry Bonds. Uh, but anyways, that's the re- wrap-up of the regular season. So postseason predictions. I'm going to go over the bracket in general before I give my predictions, but I am going to give full predictions for the MLB postseason, uh, which is going to sound general, like kind of basic, but in some ways possibly, but this is how I feel it's going to go down. So the AL bracket is as follows. The Astros are the one seed. They have a first-round bye. Guarding the followed by the Yankees and two seed, they have a first round bye as well. Followed by the Guardians, who, who are the three seed facing the six seed Rays in the wild card series. That will be completely in Cleveland. And then the Blue Jays and the Mariners, fourth and fifth seed respectively. Blue Jays will be completely hosting that wild card series. As in the American League and for the National League, the one seed is the Dodgers, the two seed is the Braves. Both are on first round buys. Three seed is the Cardinals against six seed Phillies, who are in it for the first time since 2011 when they had the best record in MLB and fell to the Cardinals. And this will be actually a rematch of that LDS in 2011. Uh, in 2011, when the Cardinals eventually ended up winning the World Series. And then Mets are the four seed facing the five seed Padres. That series will be completely in New York, while the St. Louis series will be completely in St. Louis. That is the matchup. So let's go over predictions. Mariners, Blue Jays. This is going to be an interesting series. Uh, Blue Jays having postseason experience recently, having been in it last in 2020, versus the Mariners, who have made it for the first time since 2001, which is still crazy to be saying. Uh, but I think the Mariners are a hot team. I think they're the team you don't want to face in this postseason. And I think they will advance to face the Houston Astros in the ALDS. Guardians Rays, which I will actually be at, possibly, I should say, possibly be at game one of the series. And if I do, along with possibly being at a Browns game on uh, Sunday, with game one being tomorrow, by the way, and Browns game being on Sunday. And if I'm at both, I might even vlog and put it up for YouTube videos. Keep an eye out for that. But either way, they're facing the Rays. This is going to be a good series. But I do think Cleveland's a hotter team, and I think they're going to advance to the ALDS to face the Yankees. For the National League, 
Uh, Cardinals Phillies rematch of the 2011 NLDS. I think the Cardinals are going to win with it being Wayno, Pujols, and Molina's last ride together. I think they'll at least get to the NLDS. And then Mets Padres, which this is a tough series to predict because there's going to be some good pitching matchups in, throughout this series uh, with Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell, and then Scherzer. I don't know who the other two starters would be possibly for the Mets. Uh, because they're not starting DeGrom in this wildcard series, which in a way I hear it and in a way I don't because, like, they're basically playing as if they're going to be in the NLDS, which I don't think is so smart because the Padres are good enough and they could knock you out. And I especially know as a Cubs fan from, like, wildcard series in the past that, like, trying to, like, don't assume anything because the Cubs were the higher seed. They had the home field advantage the entire series and got swept by Miami in two games. So, yeah. But either way, I have the Mets winning that series. Uh, to move on to NLDS. For the LDS matchups, ALDS, Astros versus Mariners. I have the Houston Astros. Even with how hot Seattle is, I still think Houston is better and will beat them. And then for Mar- Yankees-Guardians, I have the Yankees advancing to the ALCS. So once again, I have the Astros-Yankees in the ALCS. For the NLDS, Dodgers-Mets, I have the dodgers Met. Mets had a nice run, but the Dodgers, I think, are the way better team. And then for Braves, Cardinals, I have the Braves advancing to the NLCS. So for the LCS, ALCS rematch of 2019, Astros-Yankees, I think the Yankees will get their revenge. I also don't want to really see the Astros in the World Series, but I think the Yankees will get their revenge and advance the World Series for the first time since 2009 when they won it against the Phillies. And then Dodgers-Braves, like, part of me thinks Atlanta makes it back. Because, like, Dodgers collapses in the past. And part of me is like, but it's like the Dodgers. Who, like, they've been ridiculous this year. They have a ridiculous team. I honestly think the Dodgers will fall flat at some point, And I think it's going to be the NLCS. And I have the Braves going back to the World Series. So I have Yankees versus Braves. But this time, uh, unlike past years... Oh boy, who do I even want to predict in this matchup? This is like tough to predict. Um, because it's like Braves who had a really good year once again. Honestly, I'm gonna go Yankees. Could be saying that's New York spicy in a way, but that's my prediction. So I have the Yankees winning the World Series. Uh, and that is my MLB postseason predictions. Just gonna go over general schedule with pitching matchups. For the wildcard series, not going to go into the NLDS. Uh, obviously, some pitching matchups have been announced at the time of recording this on at 9.44 a.m. on October 6th. Some have not been announced yet, and we'll get to that at some point soon. So, for Game 1 tomorrow, which game, all three games are going to be back-to-back-to-back days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, times are going to be similar, I think, pretty much for all of them. And, um... They will all be in the same location. So, for the first game tomorrow will be the Guardians hosting the Rays. 12.07 p.m. This game will be on ESPN. They will be all the the wildcard games will be, uh, series games will be on either ESPN or ABC. Um, the pitching matchup for game one is Shane McClanahan versus Shane Bieber. I might be at this game, actually, as I said before. Uh, two, that will be at 12.07 p.m. The second game will be the Cardinals and Phillies game, 2.07 p.m. on ABC. 
Zach Wheeler starting for Philly. No official starter announced for St. Louis yet. Followed by Mariners and Blue Jays, 4.07 p.m. on ESPN. Luis Castillo going for Seattle. Alec Manoa going for Toronto. Big part for that's going to help teams if they have to play in Canada. They dropped the vaccination uh, requirement in Canada, which will very much help teams uh, who might have players that are unvaccinated. And then the last game for the NL, for the wild card series games, game ones, will be Mets Padres, 8.07 on ESPN. Hugh Darvish going for San Diego, and Max Scherzer going for the Padres. Games two. First game, once again, 12.07 on ESPN2, though, this time, will be Rays at Guardian. Ray will be, once again, the Rays-Guardians game two. Tyler Glasnow is the only announced starter at this point for this game. Uh, the second game will this time be the Mariners at Blue Jays, 4.07 on ESPN. Uh, no starter has been announced for either team for that game yet. Then, followed by at 7.37 p.m. on ESPN, will be the, the Mets and the Padres. Uh, no starter has been well, I know Musgrove's actually been announced. I don't know about Mets, per se, for that yet. And then 8.37 p.m. on ESPN2 will be Phillies at Cardinals. Aaron Nola's been announced for Philly. Nothing announced for St. Louis yet. And if there is a Game 3, which there could be, and it could be all of them ending two games, first game would be at 2.07, Mariners at Blue Jays on ABC, followed by Rays at Guardians at 4.07 on ESPN. Uh, no one's been announced for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Cleveland's announced Kyle Quantrill for Game 3. No one's been announced for San Tampa Bay. Then would be the Padres at Mets at 7.37 p.m. on ESPN. No stars been announced there. And then Phillies at Cardinals, 8.37 p.m. on ESPN. Ranger Suarez has been announced for Philly. No star announced yet for St. Louis. And that is the schedule for the Wild Card Series. I will be covering the postseason, obviously, as we go uh, in episodes so stay here to keep in tight keep tight with the wildcard series. Um, before we move on to college to football department well actually before uh, next up I want to talk about the World Baseball Classic as the Panama qualifiers have happened since the last episode of the podcast. Um, so Panama qualifiers, which once again which were which was New Zealand, Brazil, Pakistan, Argentina Panama and Nicaragua. Friday started off the qualifiers. Brazil beat against New Zealand. Brazil won 12 to 7 on the back of a six-run seventh to pretty much shut the door on New Zealand to win that game. Pakistan versus Argentina in the second game. Argentina won 7 to 4 to advance in the winners bracket behind a four-run sixth uh, for Argentina. Saturday. Brazil beat Nicaragua 4-1 to to advance in the winner's bracket to the last winner's bracket game to try to clinch a spot. While Panama came out big in their opener, winning 11-0 over Argentina in seven innings behind a six-run fifth that shut the door as Panama won to advance in the winner's bracket. Pakistan-Argentina on Sunday. Nicaragua shut out Pakistan 12-0 behind a five-run fourth. To advance in the loser's bracket, still having a shot chance, while Pakistan was sent home. New Zealand versus Argentina. Argentina won 4-1 behind a four-run seventh to keep their keep their hopes alive for advancing to the WBC. 
That was Sunday. Monday, there was no games. Tuesday, loser's bracket finale. Nicaragua versus Argentina. Nicaragua won 6-5 to advance the last possible game to try to make it into the WEC behind a three-run sixth for Nicaragua. And then Brazil-Panama, the winner's bracket finale. Winner advances. Loser has still one more shot. Panama shut out Brazil behind a two-run homer uh, from... Uh, behind a big two-run home run early uh, from Jose Ramos, uh, winning four to nothing and advancing to WBC for I think first time since like 2009 or something. Uh, 2009, yeah. And then in the final game, Nicaragua versus Brazil. Nicaragua won three to one. Pretty much had the game from beginning to end. Brazil had some things here and there, but was not able to do much with them. And Nicaragua advances the WBC for the first time ever. So the teams that qualified from the qualifiers are Nicaragua, Panama, Great Britain, and Czech Republic. As of right now, at the time of recording, I they have not announced who's going to be in what qualifier yet. They have just only said that they, we just know who's qualified. We don't know who is going to be in what um pool of the bracket yet uh but once it i it is known i will start i will talk about it on the podcast until then don't know anything and we'll just leave it there so let's talk about college football there was a big there was an this week had some interesting uh stuff in the top 25 let's get into it I actually didn't even realize this until I just saw this, but UCLA beat number 15, Washington, 40-32. Georgia almost lost to Missouri. They ended up coming back to win, but Missouri had them on their tails, almost was able to pull off the upset, but Georgia came back to win 26-22. Alabama pretty much wrecked Arkansas, 49-26. Number 2, Alabama, number 20, Arkansas. Michigan against Iowa, rematch of last year's Big Ten Championship game. Michigan won again 27-14 at Iowa this time, number four, Michigan. Uh, number five, Clemson beat number 10, North Carolina State 30-20. to Number 14, Ole Miss beat number seven, Kentucky 22-19. to Mississippi State beat number 17, Texas A&M 42-24. TCU beat number 18, Oklahoma 55-24. Purdue beat number 21, Minnesota, 20-10. Georgia Tech beat number 24, Pitt, 26-21. And that is all the big headlines from college football this past week. So now for the rankings. Covering all the games that have happened. I mean, covering the rankings completely with how, how they've changed since the last rankings that came out. So, Alabama... Moved up to one with Georgia almost losing. Georgia moved down to two. Ohio State stays at three. Michigan stays at four. Clemson stays at five. USC staying at six. Oklahoma State going up from nine to seven. Tennessee staying at eight. Ole Miss going up from 14 to nine. Penn State going up from 11 to 10. Utah going up from 12 to 11. Oregon. Going up from 13 to 12. Kentucky going down from 7 to 13. And North Carolina State going down from 10 to 14. Wake Forest going up from 
22 to 15. BYU going up from 19 to 16. TCU newly ranked at 17. UCLA newly ranked at 18. Kansas newly ranked at 19. They are undefeated, which is crazy to be saying. Kansas State going up. <laughs> Sorry. From 25 to 20. Washington going down from 15 to 21. Syracuse newly ranked at 22. Mississippi State newly ranked at 23. Cincinnati newly ranked at 24, and LSU newly ranked at 25. Dropped out of the rankings a bunch of teams. Baylor, who last week was ranked 16. Texas A&M, who was last week ranked 17. Oklahoma, who was last week ranked 18. Arkansas, who was last week ranked number 20. Minnesota, who was last week ranked 21, newly ranked last week. Florida State, who was ranked 23, and Pittsburgh, who was ranked 24 last week. That is a change in the rankings, and that is college football recap for this week. So now for the NFL Weekly Recap of Week 4, and I will also have Week 5 predictions, and that's going to be it for the podcast, for this, for today's uh, short video for the podcast. So let's get in right into it. Uh... Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa went down again with a major head and neck injury. I think he's going to be out for a bit. Uh, he looked scared, like bat, like rough on on the play when he got hurt. I uh, hope everything's okay. I uh, hope he's good and just recovers and doesn't come back so quickly. Uh, but Bengals won 27-15. Vikings sinks the London game. The Vikings won literally on a double doink that went off the cross upright and off the crossbar to win over the Saints 28-25. The Browns lost to the Falcons embarrassingly 23-20. They just couldn't take advantage of things. Bills down from down 20 to 3 came all the way back to win 23-20. The Seahawks and Lions in a back and forth game. Seahawks won 48-45. Chargers bounce back after the Jaguars lost to win 34-24. In a sloppy game where the Giants lost both their starting quarterbacks uh, in Danny Dimes and Tyrod Taylor, they still beat the Bears 20-12. After going up 14-0, the Eagles put up too many points for the Jaguars to handle, winning 29-21. The Jets came back against the Steelers with Zach Wilson's first game and Kenny Pickett actually getting involved. Uh, 24 to 20. The in a game where the Patriots were with, already without Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer went down and were down to Bailey Zappi actually managed to take the Packers into overtime and had a lead in regulation. The Packers tied it and won in overtime 27-24. The Bu- the Chiefs absolutely pounded the Buccaneers this week 41-31 and capped off by a pick six. The 49ers beat the Rams 24 to nine. That is this week's general re- recap of week. Five, week four. My prediction record for this past week was ten and five. Ten and five might be ten to six. Actually, no, I think it's ten to six. Uh, with my total record now being thirty six twenty six and one. Week five predictions: Thursday night football. Tonight's game: Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. Uh, I this is a tough game to predict, uh, be, but. Once I realized that, that Jonathan Taylor is going to be out enough for me, even with Russell Wilson and Broncos struggling, I have Broncos winning that game. 
Sunday starts with a London game. Pa- Giants of the Packers, easy decision, with especially with the Giants. It's going to be probably down to a third-string quarterback. Packers, I have winning that game. Steelers at Bills, I have the Bills. Chargers at Browns, which even with me being at this game and a Browns fan, I still think the Chargers are going to win this game, even without Joey Bosa. Bears at Vikings, I have the Vikings. <clears throat> Lions at Patriots, I have the Patriots. Seahawks at Saints, I have the Saints. Dolphins at Jets, I have the Dolphins. Falcons at Buccaneers, which is actually a battle for first place, which is crazy to be saying. I have the Buccaneers. Titans at Commanders, I have the Titans. Texans at Jaguars, I have the Jaguars. 49ers at Panthers, I have 49ers. Cowboys at Rams, I have the Rams. Eagles at Cardinals, I have the Eagles. Sunday Night Football, Bengals at Ravens, I have the Bengals. And then Monday Night Football, Raiders at Chiefs, I have the Chiefs. That is my predictions for Week 5 games in the NFL. We will see what happens and then have a coverage of it at some point next week. Um, And then before I go, that is for all for predictions and for NFL. uh, Oh, and then standings update actually for NFL. Uh, for in the NL in the AFC East, Bel- Dolphins and Bills are both tied for first place at three and one, followed by the two and two Jets, followed by the one and three Patriots. The AFC North, everyone but the Steelers are tied at two and two for in for first place in the division, followed by the Steelers who are one and three. For the AFC South, both the ti- Jaguars and Titans are two and two, followed by the one two and one Colts, followed by the own three Texans. The AFC West, the Chiefs in first place at three and one, followed by two and two, both Chargers and Broncos, followed by the one and three Raiders. That's for the NAFC. For the NFC East, Eagles in first place at four and zero, followed by the three and one Cowboys and three and one Giants, followed by the one and three Commanders. For the NFC North, the Vikings and Packers both tied for first place at three and one, followed by the two and two Bears, followed by the one and three Lions. For the NFC South. The Buccaneers and the Falcons both have a 2-2 two two record, followed by the Panthers and Saints both having a 3-3 three three record. And then for the NFC West, everyone has a 2-2 two two record. That is for NFL. And then some NBA headlines as we have preseason starting. Uh, has Preseason has started. Not going to cover preseason. We'll only start truly covering games once the regular season starts. But the Thunder traded Derek Favors, Ty Jerome, Mo Harkless, Theo Maladin and a 2025 second round pick to Houston for David Nwamba, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. And then Tyler Hero signed a four-year $130 million extension with the Miami Heat. Also, some other news I forgot to write down. Um, Miles Garrett returned to practice for the first time since the car crash. Uh, Blake Bortles retired, which that came out of nowhere. Um... Cole Beasley also retired, didn't even end up playing a game for the Buccaneers. The Royals uh, have announced that manager Mike Matheny and pitching coach Cal Aldred will not return next year. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you are new on YouTube, subscribe down below and leave a notification bell on so you're notified when I go live or post in or post a video. If you are listening via audio, follow the podcast. Leave the no- hit, follow, leave a review. Hit the notification bell on so you're notified when I post on there, which is soon after I post on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good Shabbos. Have a good uh, Sukkot. And I'll see you after Sukkot. Uh,
with the next update. Bye.